Go eat. <laughs> go eat. Oh. Go go eat. <laughs> oh, go eat. Okay. Um, let me just get settled. Yes, our okay. hostess is taking her time. That's okay. Can you give me okay. some intro intro music? Someone? Always. What's gonna make me cry this week? Hello, and welcome to My Top Everything. I've been voted as your host. I'm Marion. I'm Kara. And I'm Mara. And we're three childhood friends who love to bicker, but our bickering has made other people extremely uncomfortable at times. So we thought we'd open our competitive bickering up to the general public and find an audience who will finally appreciate us. Each episode, we'll discuss our top lists on a certain topic, and uh, we can really fight about anything. That's That's our superpower, debating each other endlessly about unimportant things and this week's topic is my top three irrational fears so uh who wants to start us off um who's cried most recently i I mean i cried on christmas day oh i've cried since then Uh, yeah that's a long time ago that was like (laughs) what was that like (laughs) like 10 days ago you haven't (laughs) cried in 10 days i don't know if i've ever i don't know since a teenager i've not cried in 10 days i think crying is relatively rare for me it's when it happens though it's big yeah um mine i've cried in the last like three days probably today is i think you cried when we did our new year's eve reflections and I i haven't cried since then so i would say you get to go first okay so i actually had to google what is considered an irrational fear and then people things were coming up like arachnophobia and things like that of that nature like bugs and there's just no way that that is irrational so well i mean (laughs) i think it is think, though. Why? Well, I don't because, know if that's like, true. Yeah, because like a like ninety nine percent of bugs that you're gonna encounter cannot hurt you, and they're smaller than you, and you have all of the control. Yeah, you, raise your hand. You, live, you can. Yeah, talk. I am raising. My, thank you. Uh, you lived in Australia, first of all, so you should understand. And also, there are black widows in Minnesota where Mara lives, so there is a rationality behind the oh, yeah. fear of this. Oh thing. yeah, how many black widows have you seen, Mara? Three. Yeah, but <laughs> have you had one in your car? I believe uh, I'm the only okay. person here who's had one in their car. Anyway, and so I did not kill that black widow. None of mine are bug related. Uh, well, good. <laughs> Thank God. So I'll just start with. Um, Wait. So what did? How did people define? Can you go through? What's the definition of an irrational fear? I guess I didn't see a definition, but every when I was just googling to see if because things that I think are rational, other people might completely find irrational to be afraid about and so i was like i should just google to see what the majority of people think and so i didn't find a definition but just a bunch of basically any phobia came up on a list um yeah there's one fear of the navel like the belly button what is- i found some weird ones when i was google searching like you guys had to google search list. your top three irrational fears no no no, but I I I found it interesting. Once I once I put my top three together, one, I decided to look up if there was a name for it. And then two, mm-hmm. I got sucked into a small wormhole where I just yeah. kind of kept looking at different phobias and I was like, why is that a fear that somebody has? Oh, I think okay. you can think about actually... any fear for the record. I could only think of two off the top of my head. Um so yes, I did do some Googling, but none of the ones I came across on Google are on this list. All right. All right. I'll just get into it. So as Kara said, I live in Minneapolis and I work as a chemist. And so I 
work with um, giant glassware that can be up to 10 liters big. And we have plenty of like carts in order to like lug these things around the lab. And, uh, but A, there's usually never a cart when I want there to be one. And B, I'm just kind of faster. So I'll pick it up and move it to where I want it to be. And it's like, I have to, like my hands sometimes barely fit around it. Like my hands will overlap, but I'm like hugging it to myself to carry it. Or like, or like I'm a baby and like one hand is underneath and the other hand is on the top of it. So anyway, I'm walking along carrying this giant full 10 liter volumetric flask. And one of two things happens. One, the top like where my toes are part of my foot, like trips on the ground, like the ground looks flat, but I swear there are parts of the ground that are uneven. And it like only because, um, I will trip over the same spot at work. And so I avoid it if I'm holding things in my hand, but the top of my foot catches the ground and I start falling forward and I can't catch myself. And the volumetric flask, breaks on the ground and I fall on top of it and I gut myself. Or the second thing that happens is that I'm walking along and it falls out of my hand for some reason, like say I didn't wipe my hands off enough and they're still wet. And so my gloved hands and it just like slips out of it. And then because it fell and I like stop, so I don't keep walking, but I like stop too suddenly. And then I trip myself and then I fall on top of this broken glassware and I gut myself. Damn. So you're saying that one of your top three most irrational fears that you could think of (laughs) was that you might trip and break a glass with really important chemicals in it. And that's... No, it's not even important chemicals. It's the fact that... It's just like... Yeah, I'm going to impale myself. There it is. Yeah, with very large shards of glass. I feel like that's That seems like a totally normal... That's what I'm saying. To be this worried this was really the- hard. <laughs> Mary, Mary's about to wow, pick the I can shit out of few, all three. I can think of a few irrational fears for you. But all right. Okay. So can we go Mara's back to just- the part where Mara compared herself to a baby when she was carrying a <laughs> I'm really struggling with the no interruption thing because I was like, hang on a second. No, you should definitely interrupt for things like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. To make fun yes. of someone. Got it. Okay. Yes. Cool. I don't think that's irrational Mara I think that's something that have like something you've seen the glass breaks you throw the glass in there all the time you know so you know how it and like do 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 they do they have a safety video where they warn you about these types of things like make sure your hands are dry make sure you're aware of your surroundings when you're carrying big glass things maybe like there's it just seems like that's not I'm gonna say boo 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 this is no this no, is, this is this doesn't wrong. even qualify Absolutely not. as an irrational. This is a totally normal, totally normal thing. I will also point out that you have OCD and have gone through therapy to try to like work through some of those thoughts, and well, those I, of us that have not. Still I will say that every none day. of my big OCD. For example, I have something very similar to this that is like a common OCD irrational fear that like, right. With a knife that I'm going to lose control and just start stabbing myself or like, like I'll trip and fall and somehow the knife will just, or I'll stab myself or I'll stab somebody else. But like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't put that one on there, but like, does it stop you from picking up the glass? That's irrational fear. No, but the scenario in which I'm, describing i've literally never heard of it happening to anyone in my vicinity or career and it <laughs> like and i'm sorry also, i just imagined you falling on the gra- glass and like like what you're saying like gutted like a fish almost like you're just writhing around on the yeah what's yeah. a kidney it's got some glass shards in it you know <laughs> but <laughs> um yeah so i've never also like um i don't know Maybe one day, but also I feel like it might be one of those things where if I think about it too much, I'll manifest it happening. Mm. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll go next. Thank you. Um, I had a... I should go next because I've definitely cried before you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, cry baby, no, go ahead. No, Kara already started, though. Oh, well. <laughs> Mara, Marion, why don't you go next? 
Well, yeah, I don't want to confuse our listeners any more confused they are thinking they were getting a podcast about irrational fears and it's just five minutes of Mara talking about (laughs) cutting herself with glass. (laughs) A very rational fear in today's society. Um, This this number three fear for me is sponsored by Mara and Linda. Um, No, that's on my list. Too bad. (laughs) Should have been your number three. Should have been your number three. (laughs) It's demons in the mirrors. Uh, What? I, yeah, I uh, didn't ever think about this. um, And I am in therapy for it now. Uh, (laughs) So uh, when in... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> was it 2018 in 2018 yes mara and our friend jen and i went on a trip to maine and we ended up going to what was a very nice man's house but we got there at like 11 30 at night and it was very creepy and he wasn't answering his door and it kind of seemed like a murder house um because he had a bunch of artists within the community come and like decorate his whole house it was like more of a community spot um in his home and uh you know it's art from people on this one island in maine so it was pretty out there and he had this piano that um could play by itself and <laughs> he decided to show us that during his tour at 11 30 p.m and also his bedroom was up this really dark hallway to the attic where you couldn't see the end of it and he tried to show us his automatic lights that he was really proud of installing but um they like got stuck so they were just flashing like a strobe light in this hallway for like two minutes um it was all very scary when we got into the room that mara and i were gonna sleep in we decided to make jen sleep alone in the creepy room with all the writing on the yellow well wallpaper um I we got into our alone. room oh was that you yeah, I slept. I took one for the team. You went to it the... It was me. Well, <laughs> was see, me. the thing is, is you didn't really take one for the team because you said, fuck all of you for putting me in this room with the creepy writing on the walls. I'm going to make sure you don't sleep tonight because you were like, oh, there's that big mirror on the wall that was facing the bed. And you said, Linda told me that demons come out of the mirror at night and you shouldn't look at them and so you should probably cover that so we covered it with a blanket i know that is as if if we aren't work as if we weren't creeped out enough like literally when we pulled up to this place the the exterior of it was scary enough now jen refused to get out of the car at first she was like no and it didn't help that when we discovered where the old 70 two-year-old man was he was in his kitchen with all the lights off watching this eerie tv up in the corner like the tv wasn't in a normal spot it was like an old square tv and it was up in like the upper right corner of his kitchen and he was sitting and he was eating like mush from a bowl turns out he was vegan (laughs) but it was just like it was like really creepy and weird and so for us to already be creeped out as we were and then mara to be like (laughs) the demons Oh, she, like she really. Grayson she was just. Up. She was just trying she to torture like, you. That was intentional. <laughs> it was all intentional. Um, how can I get these touches more? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm positive it was a combination of being me being petty as fuck. It was vindictive. And- it was very vindictive. <laughs> and uh, just letting my first thoughts that come to mind shoot out of me. But so anyway, since down. then. Um, I'm very, I'm what my therapist calls avoidant. I do not at night, I will not look into a mirror when I go to wash my hands in this bathroom. Um, like if I need to pee at night, I'll pee. And when I need to wash my hands, I'll literally put my hands under the sink and go like this and oh make sure that I, yeah, that I can't see into the mirror. And that's all because of Mara. So I'm, yeah. If you want to pay me like 10 bucks a month for my therapy bills, um, <laughs> we haven't even got it to that because it is so bad. Like it's one of the things I avoid the most that it's oh like we have to work. There's a hierarchy in OCD of what you work up to. And that one's so high on my list that we haven't even gotten it to it yet because I absolutely refuse to look in the mirror because of the demons that might, I might see in the background or whatever. If you stare at it too long. Uh, yeah, that's on you. 
Yeah, it's probably for the best that your flight got canceled recently and you weren't able to stay with me at my new place because there's like no way to avoid mirrors here at night. And so, yeah. uh, do you have a lot of in mirrors in your bedroom? No, there's just my one uh, bedroom, like just the giant one that faces your bed. Yeah. <laughs> And, and you're the, hallway, okay with the that? hallway is the hallway is floor to ceiling. I and then your bathroom is also. How is it an irrational my, fear for you a, if you just? No, it's I can't see myself in the mirror when I'm on on my bed. So like I okay. can't see my face, and so yeah, that's they that's can't the same with me. me. That's the same with me. That's why I dodge the mirror in the sink because. Some unspoken rule here is that if you can't see your own reflection, then there's not going to be anything exactly in the mirror like it's like a it's a two-way system this is obviously yeah no this (laughs) made my list and i was gonna preface it with this one's not an irrational fear uh so once again i'll throw i'll throw a a bonus into the ring and say that i saw uh crap what's the movie the paranormal activity no What's the one where the, para- the chick? The paranormal activity. <laughs> you should What's consult the, the Google. <laughs> What's the one where the chick ha- spins her head around and like crawls Exorcist. down this? I saw The Exorcist when I was in like sixth grade and I had the biggest, I still have the biggest fear of demons ever. And I never, like I've never researched, I've never done anything since then. It was just that one movie and now I refuse to watch anything spooky. Yeah. I won't. I won't go anywhere near. Now I'm going to have a fear of mirrors. You will so never fun. go anywhere near another nine-year-old girl. If you happen to birth a nine-year-old girl, she'll have to go oh, away to she's boarding gonna, school yeah. that year. Yep. That's exactly. She'll go after you. To help you. Yeah. I haven't seen The Exorcist, so that's not an issue of mine. Okay. That's so good. I'm fine. You just she have... just won't be able to look at any mirrors for year nine. So my my number three fear is a a cut on the eyeball, specifically (laughs) specifically a paper cut, but it has now expanded to be anything. So knife, leaf, you know, icicle, whatever it could be. It's a it's a big one. Yeah, that it is unsettling. Yeah. Have you ever had I've had a mosquito try to suck on my eyeball? Yeah. What? And I know it was my eyeball because the sensation was not anything I'd ever felt before. Um, Where was this? I don't remember. But it That's- went, it landed and it went for the eyeball. It did not go for the skin. How how did you not react? Like if anything comes near my eye, I'm instantly blinking. No, how did yeah, you I mean, it I landed mean, and had time to settle in and then was sucking on your blood and you were like, oh, okay, cool. Well, you could see it. No, 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 no. Well, this all happened very quickly. But then because it went for my eyeball, it like hurt after, it like stung after, you know? Like Yeah, yeah. But it's very quick. foreign. Yeah. Yeah, it was very quick. It must have been Australia. I'm guessing Australia. I don't. I don't think there are mosquitoes. I don't remember. Yeah, that would make. Yeah. I don't remember mosquitoes. And anyway, okay. that's a that is a good irrational fear. Yeah. Thank you, Mara. What's your number two? Thank you for asking, Kara. Um, I'm driving along in my little car, room, room, and a plastic bag. It's just. Or any sort of plastic bag, any sort of plastic. Oh, no. It's just hanging out in the middle of the road, floating. Do you ever feel like a plastic? It's just floating <laughs> along. And <laughs> it was a good attempt. It was a good attempt, though. <laughs> There's only I. I have to drive over it, and I can't like swerve around it. So, yeah. so it sorry this stuck. this fear this fear is not about a plastic bag getting caught up in like your wheel well. This is like you're saying some type of metaphor about you being a plastic bag in a car. No, no. Mara's, Mara's trying to. Mara heard the word plastic bag, and then her brain went to the song and couldn't yeah. remember the lyrics. Yeah, and then got distracted by that. But her yeah. real fear is the plastic bag getting caught up in the car and like I'm assuming blowing up. Yeah, the car. and then. My car That's goes to a sudden stop, and then I flip. What? Because flip. of the plastic bag. Yeah. I'm all, <laughs> I'm upside down on the road. Interesting that you're <laughs> you not scared of, of like, like <laughs> falling fears. Like, yeah. 
I feel yeah, so when funny you see, that you're not. You go, Kara. No, you go. No, you do go. You go. No. You go. No, you go. No, I'll go. I was just gonna say, <laughs> God, I don't even fucking remember what I was gonna say. <laughs> Kara, you go. I was gonna say, I think it's interesting that you don't you don't have like a fear. Uh, I mean, you might, but like a fear of black ice or something because you've had situations where you've spun out and almost flipped. But that's not yeah. your fear. It's a plastic bag that miraculously flips your car somehow. Like a yeah. Right, like a target bag, right? Not like yeah. a, a target bag, a trash bag. And Carrie, you are right. That is a good point. I have done a 720 on the highway before during bad weather. Yeah. Um, but that's happened uh, to me. Yeah. Have you ever encountered a plastic bag coming at you in the car? And what did you do? I have. And I kind of, my whole, like, my butt whole tense is up, like a whole tense. Your butthole, everybody's butthole clenches at some point, you know? Yeah, I'm just describing it's a familiar the, feeling. I've never had my butthole clench. I You've never disagree with that. No, I'm the least uptight person I know. Is that why you poo your pants all the time? Because it nah. never clenches up? Loose butthole. Do you, are you just going to mention me pooping my pants every episode? Is that your big plan here? That's our secret goal. Like, it's like the one thing you've got on me. <laughs> I poop my pants. Damn. No. Clap. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> she wanted got to him. clap. Point, point yeah. to me. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, so... All right. So wait, what happened when you drive up? What happens oh, when you drive up on a plastic I just, bag? Like I tense up and I'm pretty, I like hold my breath and then I, I really want to sh- close my eyes cause I don't want to watch it happen, but I'm like driving. Uh, so I can't do that. And then I always look for it in the back, like with my mirrors. I'm like, did you, did you exit my car? <laughs> <laughs> so clocked it. I do relate to this one in a little, in a way, because like, I don't know why it just seems like something that would get caught up in either the wheels or the engine and just like trip things up, even though it's a plastic bag and it'd probably be ripped up right away or like whatever, but it doesn't, I do agree when it comes out from underneath your car, I'm always like, how, how did it not, it never seems (laughs) damaged. The bag on the road never seems damaged. And I think that, um, you could really read into that saying that should be like a saying a plastic bag on the road is never damaged. Maybe that means that cars don't damage plastic bags and therefore you're safe. No, I think like you could, you could No, it's like, like a that's big, a reasonable deeper meaning of life. No, it's like a big, deep meaning of life. Yeah. Like, and that, and what, what's the meaning? You're, if you're, you're like Katy Perry and you feel like a plastic bag floating through get the, on the road, you can't be, you can't be damaged in the fast lane or something. I think <sighs> this makes sense. You, re- you reached. Anyway, <clears throat> uh, my number two mm-hmm. um, is that I'll accidentally swallow something small and round if I'm around something. Like if I'm holding something small and round. Like if someone gives me a gobstopper, I'm very worried that I'm going to put it in my mouth and swallow it and like whole or like, I don't know, like pinballs, like little anything small silver bullets, which we all have lying around. Yeah. Who's kidding. giving you who's giving you gobstoppers yeah. also? Like, <laughs> whoa. I mean, you can buy gobstoppers. And <laughs> yeah. But somebody gifted you in this scenario. Somebody's gifting you gobstoppers at 30. Or well, like I for Jen's. Had- God's what'd God, you say? I, what? Somebody gave me <laughs> <laughs> somebody gave me Gobstoppers for Halloween in 2022. Really? Yeah. Were you trick or treating or at work? <laughs> oh, that's I cute. think you can encounter small round balls <laughs> more than you think you would. <laughs> Our producer Grayson just gave me the thumbs up for that one. <laughs> Um, you know, I just, I like what for our friend Jen's 30th birthday, we got a little roulette set and there were these small metal balls in it. And I was, you know, holding them when I unwrapped them, I felt like, oh my God, what if I accidentally swallowed these or like mints 
not mints because they're not round. It has to be really, really round for it to be scary. Well, I don't what's know why. Your fear? You know, <clears throat> what's your fear of it? Like, that so say I'm going to put it ball. in my mouth, whether it's edible or not. I'm going to put it in my mouth or accidentally somehow get it in my mouth and I'm going to accidentally swallow it and either it's going to get stuck there, I'm going to choke on it, it's going to hurt, I'm going to die, I'm going to have something going through my intestines that shouldn't. Just like that I'm going to forget all human instinct and just fucking go to town on these little (laughs) BB pellets or whatever, you know? Well, I can say that your colon is pretty large and you're probably good. I once choked on a small corner of a tortilla chip and it was a very small triangle. I was like 13. It was at Nacho Mama's in downtown Des Moines. I was with my mom and my uncle and this triangle of tortilla chip got stuck perpendicular to my throat. So it was like blocking my airway. I could feel all three corners poking into my throat and I couldn't breathe and I couldn't say anything and I like ran to the water and I was like right if I dissolve it that'll that'll get rid of it right but obviously it's not you can't swallow because the chip is stuck it was very scary so I get the wow. whole like shit that being stuck so painful it was very painful I'm pretty sure I scarred my throat <laughs> it's very unfair the I can that's probably get- what caused your Crohn's is that really yeah. shit that very stressful event (laughs) your tortilla chip probably started yeah yeah my body was like let's not do any more food thanks i mean the reason that lifesavers were made is because this mother was worried that her child was going to choke on like candy and so she created a candy that had a hole in it so even if the kid was choking they'd still be able to breathe (gasps) that's so cool so uh, is that and that's why it's called a lifesaver yeah yes well that's, that's crazy yeah amazing and then also huh. like whatever those little cindal, uh t- like circular batteries are like kids will swallow those all the time and die all the time so yeah why, why but see die? that doesn't bother me as much because it's not round it's flat it's flat okay. like a mint yeah it is flat they Ooh, i don't know how the death happens but also with the lifesaver couldn't you swallow it whole and it gets stuck vertically in the kid's pipe and then there's no hole. But it's not going to surround it. Like if it was stuck vertically in a hole, like you still have like the hole it's stuck in is round. And title, so it title. wouldn't be taking <laughs> up all of the space. So... I mean, yes. I think your esophagus can mold to something, though. So. Damn. Okay, well, my counter-argument to my first argument is <laughs> that one hole is better than no holes. Title. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. right. Uh, let's, let's continue on. Kara, what's your yeah. number two greatest fear? Irrational fear, sorry. Different things. Um, again, I don't know if this is going to be irrational. We'll see if Marion boos me, but I have always had a fear of like wide open spaces. Like if you have a desert and there's no hills or anything like that and you just see like wide open expanse and there's no mountain in the distance or anything, it like gives me the heebie-jeebies or the open ocean. Like I refuse. I won't go on a cruise. I want to be able to see land or something. That is like a very big thing for me. And then recently, all three of us saw that TikTok video where they have it's called the lassio Sorry, did you say TikTok video? TikTok video. <laughs> did I say TikTok video? We'll replay it back. Yeah, Grayson should make a little <laughs> remix that gets played right now where it's like, and then it's just you saying it over and over again in like a really fun sound bitey way. All three of us saw that TikTok video where they have, it's called TikTok video. TikTok video. Video. All right, enter okay. here. <laughs> <laughs> we got the thumb. Um, we got the thumbs up. Oh, I said the thumbs up. <laughs> Fuck. Now I'm gonna be it. <laughs> um. <laughs> we got the thumb. We got the thumbs up. We got the thumb. We got the 
fun. <laughs> so apparently there's this thing called thalassophobia and it's the fear of open ocean and you see photos of people's little tiny legs and then you have like at the very top and then at the very bottom of the photo it's just endless darkening water or you have like a shark coming out of freaking nowhere like that is fucking terrifying and i thought when i saw this video i was like oh that's pretty normal that you'd be like scared of this right like this is a pretty normal human reaction no marion's like that sounds great i'd love to fucking do that and that's when i knew that that was a fear well, he, uh, what I'll say is, well, yeah, first of all, it. fun fact, the lassophobia, which I think I said when we talked about this, it comes from the Greek, the lassus, which is C. Um, but uh, it's like, okay, when I was diving offshore in the Great Barrier Reef and we had to swim through open ocean to get to the coral towers, terrifying, obviously. Yeah. Ugh. Like, so I think in some ways, obviously it's not irrational, but if you get scared looking at a photo or something of it, I think that's. Yeah. It like like sets my anxiety. Like like my throat closes, my heart starts pounding. Like it sets off like a physical reaction in my body. Like I can't. Whereas for me, yeah, I love those. Like my favorite thing to watch at at night is like deep, deep sea, deep ocean exploratory documentaries. Like there's one on the Mariana Trench that is just great. But What's yeah, it, it would be very creepy. Um, I think that's just in a deep water series. If you look up like deep water documentary, Mariana Trench. So then what do you think of the North Shore? Because when you look out onto Lake Superior, if you look just right or you get parts that you can't see land across the way, like it looks like an open ocean. Yeah, but I mean, I'm fine standing on land looking yeah, out she's into on the, the land. abyss. Yeah. Okay. But if I was to take a little boat and I was to go out into the middle of Lake Superior where you couldn't see anything, I think I would have a panic attack and die. Or like, what about when you're on an airplane and you look out and all you can see is water? I haven't. I don't remember having. I'm sure I have. I've been. I've been on many like transatlantic flights, but I don't think that those have happened during the daytime. Or I chose not to look because I don't remember that being a thing. I recently. As I age, I'm becoming more aware of my mortality thanks to you f***ing people. And so (laughs) I have started, like, every time I get into a plane, I'm like, wow, this is just a flying metal tube in the air, and we're just going to be 30,000 feet in the air, and if you drop, you're f***ing dead. So I've started having those thoughts, which are really fun. But when I was 20, flying across the ocean, I was like, woohoo, I'm 20, (laughs) you know? I know, yeah. I miss miss those days where the thought of the metal tube plumbing never really... You know, I never thought like, oh, what if that happened right now? Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. So death. Yeah. Death is another one. <laughs> Love my fears. Well, that's not an right. irrational fear. No. That's fair. Okay. Okay. Uh, Mara, did you have enough time to think of a number one? That is I wrote down demon- four, thankfully enough. The demon one was supposed to be my number one. Um, so uh, my... New num- my new number one is balloons. Um, I I hate them. I hate almost every <laughs> balloon. <laughs> what? I what? I, like, they they put me on edge when I am in the same room as a balloon. They put me on edge. When is that going to pop? What's going to make it pop? <laughs> and why does it seemingly pop when it looks like nothing's happening? to the balloon and then they kind of they're always moving unless they're tied down but like if they're just free falling on the ground free, free if they're free fall. range balloon a free range balloon, free range yeah. balloon. <laughs> just kind of so when it rocks back and forth a little bit on the ground no on instant straight to jail uh and they always gravitate I feel like Wait, is, are you me. going to jail because you're like murdering somebody or is the balloon no, going to jail the, the, the balloon is going straight to jail. Oh, yeah. Okay. The balloon's got to go. It's not me. I'm not the problem. <laughs> uh, what are your questions? Uh, well, my number one question is we have had last year, our group of uh, high school at friends. At your birthday party. <laughs> well, hang on. Last year at our, at our 30th birthday parties, we all traveled to go see each other across the country for our 30th birthdays. And at each motherfucking party, we had a ton of balloons because yeah. Jen 
was involved in all of those parties. And you were never weird about it. You never said shit about those balloons. Yeah, I did in D.C. You did in D.C., but that was like trip number eight at that point, you know. What did you say in D.C.? She, Logan was being, um, our friend Logan was trying to like freak Mar out. And I think it got to her, to be fair. Well, and they popped with a very, they, more balloons in D.C. popped than any of the other events because the other events when they popped it's <laughs> because we, yeah. she, she, she wants to argue i assume I you're, gonna reference, you're gonna reference mara's own birthday or what i didn't pop any of those balloons to clean them up during cleanup process you I didn't did. see me pop a freaking balloon not gonna catch me I was going to say that in D.C. there were like 200 balloons. So if you think about the ratio, it's probably about the same. I think like I'm just imagining Mara going through the first seven parties, like just trying to hide the shamefulness of being afraid of the balloons. And then like just (laughs) just watching me getting buried in balloons in D.C. and just cracking and being like, no, (laughs) the worst. No. Yeah. Also, I'm not gonna. Yeah, like, what am I supposed to be like? Hey, um, thanks for bringing decorations to my birthday party. Please, please <laughs> I don't them. use them. <laughs> please remove these immediately. What, also, what is your yeah. fear? Is it just the popping noise, the random popping? Like you don't know when it's gonna happen. When when it's gonna happen? How's it gonna yeah. happen? Yes. Okay. What's gonna set it off? Apparently, and then I, according to Mara, you can't keep track of them because they move so much. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like fucking cows are just wandering about. <laughs> it's true. And then I like lose track of one. And then I always feels like that's the one that's popping. So. <laughs> I love that. I love the idea of you keeping tabs like number 47. Where are you at? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. huh. All right. That's a this good is, one. I, I love such this. a strong urge to one day like yes put little ones all around your bed so that way when you wake up and you step down you just start stepping cry i wake up and cry (laughs) how do you feel about bubble wrap i am bubble i'm bubble wrap sturdy bubble wrap i'll put on the ground and i'll jump up and down on it in order to get the satisfaction of that noise how do you feel about gun ranges? Is it the uh, loud noise? No. I Okay, so I've been to one gun range with my dad and I uh, didn't mind it, but also like there was somebody across the way also shooting, but it there were like hill barriers and so it kind of dampened the sound a little bit, but it is kind of startling. Yeah. I'm sorry. But I'm just so mad. I'm imagining you going like being invited to someone's kids like 5-year-old party and all the balloons being around and you just sitting there like with a drink in your hand shaking like looking at like which one's gonna which one's gonna go first it might be me i'll be leaving just drop your you just drop your kid off and you're like have fun mom's gotta go bye kara (laughs) see ya all right well that was a very good number one irrational fear Thank you. Mary, that I didn't know your... you had, and I'm a bit suspicious of. <laughs> anyway, I know you've all been wondering what my number one irrational fear could be. Um, I'm sure none of you are going to guess this one. But I do believe my number one irrational fear is that I'm going to die at 36 because I used to say I thought that would be a good age to die. Um, and now I've jinxed myself and even saying it right now on this podcast is kind of a big deal for me because I contemplated not putting this in because I didn't want to have record. And because then if I do die at 36, this is like in the ether, in the public, you know, where anybody could be like, Oh, remember that chick? who said she was worried about dying at 36 and then she did die at 36. Um, yeah. Yeah. So the very short version of more, this. You don't mm-hmm. think it's more likely to happen because you've put it out there, right? Oh, I do. You do. Okay. Yes. I, yeah, that's why I was thinking of not because I was like, oh, I'm really like just asking the universe to make this happen at this point. 
<laughs> Damn. Um, but yeah, the quick story behind this that Mara and Kara and probably Grayson at this point know. I don't know, Grayson, do you know this? I'm going to pretend like Grayson doesn't know it and tell it to him. Yeah. yeah there you which go. is um, when I when I was about 12, um, I started thinking more about like death and when people die. And I was thinking about how much it would suck to watch the people around me die. And I very logically thought, well, what's an age in your life where you could live as much life as possible, but die before everyone else you care about your parents, like your siblings, possibly your grandparents, like anybody, like your friends, um, children, when would be a good time to live, you know, the maximum amount you could while still safely dying before anyone else you cared about. And I very quickly reached the conclusion that that number was 36 um because you could probably start a family and get in some good quality years with your children but like the likelihood of them dying is pretty low and then uh you know your parents could probably most likely still be alive etc etc um and you know what i'm actually pretty proud of that number because there's a lot of research about how from 20 to 35 is your most this is all it also why I get a little worried about this because 20 to 35 or 18 to 35 is when you're most likely to die young. And then from about 35 to 60, you have your chances. I think it's around that. I'm kind of making this up from memory, but I read that basically from like 36 to a certain number, like 60, your chances of living through all of those years, like raises extra astronomically. And then, you know, story. yeah. And then it goes down from there as you get old and die of, you know, old, old person problems. Um, yeah. And so I also feel like that's odd that uh, I picked 36 because now if I get to 36, I think I'm going to feel like a little safe, like, oh, I'm outside of the range. And wouldn't it, then wouldn't it be even more ironic to die right after you got out of that range, you know? It'd be um, I, a good laugh at your funeral for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I mean, I would hope that it would be taken lightheartedly. Uh, but uh, yeah, I definitely my most irrational fear. I think 36, I'm hoping that I can work it out before that. And also like for a long time, yeah. I used to count down like, oh, I have this many years left. I have this many years left. So, yeah, it's kind of weird to be, like, in my 30s now and know, like, oh, it's only six years. Like, that's not a lot of time at all, like, for this projected date. Um, and and then I worry, secondly, that I'll get through 36, get to celebrate my 37th birthday and then die right after that. Because that would also be hilarious. Yeah. Um, you yeah, know, yes. if you made it. But I think I think that I would still be happy with that. I think I'd be happier with that scenario than dying. Like if I got to 37 and died almost immediately, I'd be OK. I'd be more OK like, with that. But then you had to suffer the anxiety of your whole 36th year, you know, like the the kinder thing to do would be, you know, early earlier. I don't I don't know, because. I think there would be a certain amount of relief and excitement and like accomplishment after mm -hmm. getting to 36 and you would yeah. get to feel that rush and wave. I mean, I don't really think I'm going to feel safe until I'm 40. I think I'll feel a little safer then, you know, yeah. but, but I think, I think there would be this great release at 37 that of like, whew, I made it, you know, now if I die at 37, at least it's like, Nobody's going to say, oh, she said she was going to die at 36. She died at 37. Like, it's not as good of a, it's no, no longer that funny. No one can pull weird. this clip up and play it back. Yeah. <laughs> at your funeral, apparently. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, the good thing Actually, about you should your... pull this clip up if I die after 36, because it's it will be comforting. Receipts. You all know that I was satisfied with that end. Satisfied. So, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Well, your 37th is going to be a ranger. And oh, also, yeah. yes. And also, the fact that you have the anxiety, depression stuff that, or not anxiety, depression, anxiety, OCD stuff 
you've done a lot of medical tests and your body is in tip top shape. And I think that should like give you some calm and some peace as you go forward. No, we'll see. I mean, it doesn't have to be my body that gives out. Oh, I know. I'm I could just be on the one. highway driving and a f-ing plastic bag comes at me and then that's the <laughs> f-ing end. Yeah, you're just walking at work with a <laughs> glass of water. You fall and your intestines are just on the ground. Or you're on that. a small yeah. boat in the middle of the ocean and nothing Someone happens. gives me Someone gives die. me some gobstoppers <laughs> and this is just the end. Yeah, and you eat them alone. <laughs> wow. Well. I, don't eat them alone <laughs> you can do self you can do self uh what do you call it heimlich maneuver yeah i just so you know, i have currently started living alone and there are certain things i view in a different light now that i'm in my place of residence alone yeah um yeah when like getting in the shower when yes oh getting in the shower you gotta who's in there or slipping. I've slipped in the shower. It's yeah, and hard. Yeah. Speaking of one dying time, long. I was in. Nope. Yeah. What? No. <laughs> I was going to tell no, a terrible story. I think yours will be better listening for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> one time mine's I was little, in. Mine's not very light. <laughs> <laughs> None of this podcast is. This is the. This is episode two. They're getting to know us. Um, well, I was in Morocco one time, and I. I was alone in a hostel and I had taken like I was walking to the shower with a towel and it was like across the hallway. So I was like, D-d-d-d-d-d. I like ran into this bathroom and the bathroom, the, the, the door like closes and then you have the shower toilet and the sink all in the same room. Right. So there's no, there's no like curtain separating like the shower from the other spot. So it's like a wet bathroom. And I walk in like kind of hurriedly. Right. Cause I'm like running across the hallway in my towel by myself and I closed the door. Somebody had like not rinsed off the shower floor, so it was soapy. And I and I slipped and I fell and hit my head oh. back. Like the whole like it looked it probably looked like a movie. And I landed completely on my back and oh I just laid God. there naked, in covered in somebody else's soapy water on a stone floor. And I was like, oh my god, this is the this is the most painful thing a little twenty one year old Kara has ever been through. Was, wow, I hate wow. that story. It was really painful. Yeah. Is that good listening for the podcast? It's really good. Um, yeah. Mine was going to be, speaking of mm. dying alone, um, you know, I do have quite a big, normal, rational fear of airplanes. And yeah. um, uh, I always have trouble with Spirit Airlines. Who doesn't? And this past weekend, Mara and I were supposed to get on a flight to Minneapolis. It got canceled. And then I got onto my LA flight and I was like, okay, spirit, like just do me a solid, just like have nothing happen. Cause something always happens. Either there's a delay, there's a cancellation. One time I was on the plane and the spirit plane just started making this crazy, like rhythmic, loud printer noise that sounded like an engine was failing. I mean, obviously that's not what an engine failing sounds like. I don't know what it sounds like. Um, <laughs> so good. Cause the engine Theor- wasn't theoretically. Failing. Apparently it was the hydraulics quote unquote, and nothing to worry about, but they didn't tell us that for three hours. So we were just like listening to this noise being like, what the hell? And uh, anyway, so I got on this plane from Detroit to LA. I was like, okay, spirit, let's just keep it chill. Nothing needs to happen here. Let's have just like an uneventful flight that I can forget. Well, about two hours before we land, um, the man in the seat in front of me calls the service attendant button and he talks to um, a flight attendant and then she goes back and she says, is there a doctor or physician on board? This guy was like, he thought, I don't know if he was, he thought he was going into cardiac arrest and he was super sweaty and he was like moaning and he like wasn't totally always all there. And he had like the mask, but we couldn't land and we were close enough to LA that they were like, his blood pressure was okay. So they were like, okay, we think maybe it's just heartburn or something. But like, he wasn't doing well. Um, and this is always was there been a doctor w- on board. There was actually, I think, I don't know if she was a doctor or if she was a med student or a resident or an intern or what. But she, she, because she was just so young. But she had on yeah. Michigan State sweatpants, um, and so or Michigan University. I don't know which one's which. 
um but she had those on so she she was there and then there was um a middle-aged woman like a nurse and so they were there talking to him and and it was actually very I mean this was what was great about it is it was very comforting and the people next to him were there he was always surrounded by like four people and I was like oh okay you know I've been so afraid of dying on an airplane for so long but like at least you're like, if you die on an airplane and you're the only one dying on the airplane, at least like you are surrounded by people. Like you're not dying yeah. alone. Like you, like I was like, if this guy dies, he had five very caring, attentive people around him the whole time, like comforting him, you know, and like guiding him wherever. So, uh, you know, I don't know what the point of that was or what it has to do with irrational fears, but. Well, I think it helped resolve, not resolve, but reduce your fear of planes. It sounds like. Yeah, in some ways. I mean, then there's still the whole plummeting that you mentioned. All right. So my number one fear. I think I can guess this. Can we guess? Yeah. You're both going to get it right. (laughs) Are you? It's the Um, fear of the tiny holes. The little dots all together. Yeah. Yeah. How do you explain it? So this started when I was, I think, in Uganda, and they have a crap ton of ants there, just like freaking everywhere. Some of the ant hills are literally a whole story. Like they'll be like, like thirty feet tall. They're crazy. What? It's nuts. Like I'll find a picture and send it to you. It's crazy. Um. Anyway, so they have ants everywhere, and ants will, uh, you know, normally this is a thing that happens at like summer camp or whatever. But you have like somebody will throw something on the ground, and all the ants will go at it. And just one day I was walking and there was a, a, God, probably like 5,000 ants in this one area. And it looked, it looked like, like a shadow or something almost because it was so dark in that one spot. And it turns out that it was just a mass of moving ants. And I like, but like literally I started like hyperventilating. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, like I'm freaking out. Um, and then I and then I think while we were living together, I think I was introduced to that fun fear of small dots, and I think it's the same. I think it's the same thing, um, but it's called. I looked it up. It's called tripophia. Tripophia, I think is how you say it. Um, and it's the fear of a cluster of tiny holes. Tripophobia. Yeah. Sorry. Say again. Say again what it's called, and then explain it. It's tripophobia, and it's a uh, fear of clusters of tiny holes. So if you see like a sunflower, and I don't have this, but like if you see a sunflower, for example, and you have all the like little sunflowers in one spot, like that will freak some people out. Or you have... Um, it's like yeah. honeycomb or like wasp nest looking things that they put in floral arrangements. Yeah, those will get me. The like deep holes. Yeah, those ones are big. I think it's like the yeah. Anyway, I hate it. And it makes me it makes my skin crawl. And uh, recently we rewatched The Mummy, which is Marion's favorite movie. And uh, the part where he. Yeah, the part where he gets completely covered in bugs. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to freak out. (laughs) Hi, um, just to know about ants that if every ant was taken and dried up, it would weigh about 12 megatons, which is more than all of the world's birds and mammals taken together. Why are wow. we drying these ants out? Why is Dude, that a factor? That's just there's and just also so are many the mammals ants. are the mammals being dried too and we're weighing them or is it like oh, why are we drying them yeah Not why are we drying them out <laughs> no here's why an, are we drying the ants in this scenario here's an interesting thing know. okay okay is are you saying okay to me i said okay to mara and then i said okay to you she said it twice <laughs> i heard myself um, and then you know when you replay something in your head and you're like god i sounded stupid <laughs> that's what just happened it's like it's uh all the perspective of all of our listeners but yeah. like thinking thank about you us. for that that really helps um yeah i think that maybe you don't have tripophobia because when i just looked it up it's like repetitive patterns like honeycomb or sponges which i feel like you don't have the things that make sense it's like when it's like you know, like a massive swarm that's not so repetitive. You didn't even <laughs> like this hand motion. No, no, Kara, no. no. Looked it so up. Here, looked it up. Here's and this that one. That was her face. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, it says schools of fish, flocks of birds, mobs of people, herds of animals, swarms of bugs, a bundle of snakes, even those ball pit playpens and balloons terrify me. Um, (laughs) I don't, I don't have a thing about like animals. That's fine. Like, well, you know, when you have like a, a herd of buffalo or something moving or like you have birds in the sky, that doesn't bug me. I have a subsect. It doesn't bug you. <laughs> well, nice. I mean, this person didn't know what it was called. Ah, um, okay. I think maybe they have multiple things, is what I'm guessing. I learned today that there's a fear of empty rooms. <laughs> Terrifying. That's fair. What? I don't want to go in there. Why is no one in there? Am I? But just- like, say it's a construction zone, and they've like just finished a room. Mm. Like, some people are scared of that. That's where other yeah, demons Yeah, it's like too. there's nothing <laughs> in there. It's like this it's like this <laughs> weird liminal demons space. Everywhere. <laughs> it's a weird liminal space. That makes sense yeah. to me. To be afraid of something that, you know, doesn't look right. That's like just this open, there's like nothing in there. I mean, it's very close to your open water issue. No. Yeah. Not at all. <laughs> I don't. No. I mean, it's like the nothing that is surrounding you and the question of what's out there. There's no, with my fear, there's no, my fear is like, say that something happens. One, it's like, okay, if I'm in the open ocean, one, I'm burnt as hell. Like I'm super white. I'm definitely going to burn everything. <clears throat> and then I'm like you? stuck in the middle of the ocean. Can you see that? And then if I... No, it's blurry. You couldn't see the... The lamp? No, I, no, I can't see it. I'm going to take a picture. For all you podcast listeners out there, Marion was trying to show us a lamp <laughs> to try to trigger my fear. <laughs> it didn't work. Oh, so you, oh, you, saw, you could see it. No, I'm assuming that's why you were doing it. Am I wrong? Miss, I mean, I'm going to no. put balloons all over Mara's floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, I, let's... Uh, that one's probably fair because um, I, you know, I gave her something to work up to talking about in therapy that i didn't realize until today yeah yeah um, what the hell so yeah, you're just <laughs> casting demons into other places now god uh let's start getting points to each other minus one for mara for giving no. me one of my irrational fears <laughs> minus one to mara yeah. for listing one rational fear no um <laughs> no no <laughs> minus one to mara Minus one to Mara for her only response to this being no. Uh, no. <laughs> Minus one to Marion for booing Mara. <laughs> yeah. No. Yes. Already out in the Eartha. In the Bertha? In the what? In the, in the what? It's already been put out there. Minus in the one. ether. Yeah. The ether. Oh, there it is. The ether. Plus one to me. <laughs> yeah, that's for fair. For knowing what you meant. Plus one to both of you for knowing my biggest fear. Good job. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I'm sounds perfect. like I won. Thank you. No. <laughs> I, th- did oh, you? I did. I took one away and I gave you one. So you're at zero. And did I, I get... gave you a lifelong irrational fear. So. Okay, so I think Kara so and sorry. I then are tied. So for our tiebreaker, um, Mara, can you privately message Grayson what you think Tonks's most irrational fear is. And Ooh, okay. Kara and I will try to both say what we think Tonks's most irrational fear is. I think we should both type it in at the same time. That's so what I was going to say. We're going to type okay. and then send at the same but time. But don't, yeah, don't send because I don't have one yet. Hang on. Yeah, we have to send at the same time. We'll put in some elevated music here. It's going to be good. Dear listener, this is Grayson the producer and editor of My Top Everything. Tonks is Mara's satanic cat who suffers from narcissistic personality disorder. There is no known cure. To help Tonks and pets like her, donate to your local ASPCA. Now back to the show. Did she do it? Did you do it? Yeah. Did you do it? Did you text Grayson? Yep. Okay, we're going to send it on three. Okay, ready? One... Two, three. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, for our listeners, um, Kara thinks that Tonks's most irrational fear is love, 
And Marianne thinks that her most irrational fear is that someone across the apartment is going to somehow touch her. That feels um, right. <laughs> I said her, this is, I wrote it from her perspective. Um, my most irrational fear is that peasants will come to visit my maid and turn her against me. I feel like so. mine's closer. It is. Yeah, closer. I agree. Yeah. Oh God. It's good to be back. Good to have my rain back. Uh, uh, this is my top everything podcast. I am your winner and host, Marion. These are your losers, Kara and Mara. Uh, thanks for joining us. Tune in again next time when I once again win an argument, which is the only reason I do this podcast. Thanks. Good night. Good luck. Bye. What? Bye. I, I Bye. found the I, I found the sheet that, that I won zero last year. Nice. It's in my it's in my journal that I did. I don't remember that happening actually. I, you I you, you signed it. I made you sign it.